Oh, thank you very much. Um, so I was woken in the middle of the night by a thud on the hull of our boat. And when we rushed up on deck, we found that we were surrounded by pieces of plastic in the ocean. Now, at this time, we were a thousand miles from nearest land. In fact, the closest people to us were in the space station in orbit above our heads. And yet, there was this evidence of human life and waste in one of the most remote parts of our planet. And it didn't make any sense. Now, at this time, I was on a journey around the world from England to a new job in Australia. I was hitchhiking on a biofueled boat, and it was a journey for me that began as a way to get around the world without using an aeroplane. But it was that incident in the middle of the ocean that sparked a whole new career direction for me on a mission to sail around the world to connect people, scientists, communicators, and problem solvers with the issues that are facing our ocean, all the way from the tropics to the poles. We would stop at small islands and we'd find that locals were struggling to catch fish because the commercial vessels had emptied their waters. They were struggling to grow food in the ground because sea level rise had caused their soil to become too salty for their crops to grow. But the knock-on effect of this was a new reliance on importing packaged food and drink that all came wrapped up in this new strange material, plastic. With no system in place for this waste to go, it ended up getting dumped on the beach, in the ocean, or burnt. And it was actually that burning of plastic, that really toxic smell that kept getting up my nose that drove me to find out what is that chemical that I'm smelling. And I learned about dioxins, which are chemicals that can get into our body and cause cancer. And I realized that they're just things that we really don't want inside us. And so this became my first mission, how to eliminate the burning of plastic on these two small islands in Tonga in the South Pacific. So as I started to, to get, get to know the locals and get to understand the local language, I realized that there wasn't a word in Tongan for rubbish bin that concept of throwing something away into a control system didn't exist in their culture because up until recently, it hadn't needed to. A coconut husk, a banana peel, fish bones could happily be thrown on the ground with no consequence. So I realised that it wasn't only infrastructure that these islands needed, but a whole new way of thinking about this new inorganic material. So six months of working with the schools and with the local community on the issue, we then culminated in the most enormous clean-up event. We had 3,000 people, which was three-quarters of the whole population, come together 
and pick up 56 tons of rubbish in just five hours. It would fill this entire tent. Now, this amount of waste just absolutely staggered me, both what I was seeing coming from the local community, but also every morning when I walked along the beach, I was seeing plastic washing up, often with writing on it in languages that I didn't even recognise. So this got me asking more questions. Where was that plastic coming from? And why was it ending up on this little beach in the Pacific? So I started to learn more about how we actually use plastic. Now it turns out, just right here in the UK, we use 35 million plastic bottles every day. And globally, we use 60,000 plastic bags every three seconds. Now, those bags, they get used once, maybe twice, probably three times at best, and then they get thrown away. And how is it that we're using a material that's designed to last forever to make products designed to be used once and thrown away? And it is this mismatch of material science and product design that puts us in this situation of having huge amounts of waste that no longer has any use or any value. So all this waste with nowhere to go, some of it we think, oh, surely we can just recycle that plastic. We can just turn it back into new things. But it turns out that only 9% of the plastic that we all use actually gets recycled. Now, that number's so low because plastic is a word we give to hundreds of different materials. They all have different properties and therefore different chemical structures. But to recycle something, you can only take one type at a time. It needs to be sorted and cleaned. And then you come across something like a toothbrush that's got three or four different types of plastic all stuck together into one object which makes it completely impossible to recycle. So a lot of waste goes to landfill, but a huge amount of it ends up going down streams, drains, and rivers. And ultimately, everything runs downhill to the ocean. At that point, it meets these ocean currents and pulls all of the plastic into five accumulation zones in the centre of each of our oceans, And these are what we call gyres. But back 10 years ago when I started out doing this, we actually, no one had ever been to find out what really existed in these gyres. So, you guessed it, that became the next mission, to sail to these five gyres and find out. So, off we went. Originally searching for these islands of plastic something we could maybe scoop up and clean up and bring back to land. But we quickly realised that plastic doesn't float around in these great big rafts in the middle of our ocean, and it actually breaks up into these small fragments from the UV rays of the sun and the wind and the waves into these little pieces that we call microplastics. And they're actually smaller than your little fingernail. 
Um, I've actually just got back last week from sailing six weeks across the North Pacific Ocean, and this is the densest sample that I've ever seen in 10 years that we pulled out of the ocean just about three weeks ago. Um, it's full of microplastics. I'd love for you to have a closer look, but please do return it to the table if you end up with it at the end of my talk. And so the only way we can actually see what's in the ocean is by taking this fine net across the surface. And every time we bring up this net, we find hundreds, if not thousands, as you'll see in that jar, of these tiny pieces of fragments and line and fibres that are coming off our clothes when we put them in the washing machine. And we sailed all the way to the gyres, but also to the Arctic and to the equator. And what we found is actually this plastic is everywhere. It's like a fine soup that's covering our whole ocean. When we get these samples back on board, we then have to analyse them and we have to try and work out what's plastic and what's plankton. And I couldn't believe how hard it was to distinguish between the two and wondered how fish would cope working out what was plastic and what was their food. And then we start finding things like this piece of plastic here that's got very clear teeth marks in it that match a trigger fish that's actually been eating that plastic. Another one for you to have a closer look at. And so what we realise when we then start catching these fish is that they had plastic in their stomachs as well. So this brought up a whole new series of questions. If this plastic, together with the chemicals that it's made with and the other pollutants it attracts, if it's getting into the food chain, the same food chain that we are at the top of, then what might that mean chemically and what might it mean for our health as well? So a few years ago, I decided, is this something that we even need to worry about or is this just a whole load of hype for nothing? And so I decided to have my blood tested for chemicals that are found in the production of plastic or absorbing into the ocean and the marine life at sea. Working with the United Nations, we chose 35 chemicals that are all banned because they're toxic to humans. And of those 35 chemicals, we found 29 of them inside my body. Now, this really changed things for me. And I think often when we hear about these environmental challenges, we're reading something in the news that's happening somewhere else, that's affecting somebody else, that may affect us in the future. But it made me realise that actually this is already happening now. And at the moment, the levels of chemicals aren't alarmingly high that we need to be immediately concerned about our health. But it is a really scary indicator of the direction that we are heading. So this test actually sparked a whole new project for me, X Expedition, a series of all women's voyages sailing to look at plastics and toxic chemicals in the ocean. And I've just returned from our 11th voyage that we've completed in the last four years. So these issues are complex and they call for a wide range of solutions. 
But for me, the more time I spend at sea, the more I realise that the solutions all start right here on land. At the moment, there's over five trillion fragments of plastic on the surface of our ocean. There's many times more that that have sunk to the depths, and we can't even measure them when they're down there. Trying to actually clean up this ocean is the most immense challenge. And instead, we need to look at turning off the tap and really working at the source to solve it. And this action is required across all sectors of society, policymakers, product designers, and all of us as individual consumers. So a couple of projects that I'm now working on while back on land um, is structured around this strategy called AIR. We actually, half of the oxygen in the air that we breathe comes from the ocean. So it's fitting that we call this AIR strategy our solution. And it stands for avoid, intercept, redesign. Avoid is quite simple. It's something you and I can start today. It's simply avoiding all of this single-use plastic that's in our lives. Those water bottles, those drinking straws, those plastic bags and coffee cups. Intercept gets a bit more challenging. It's based on the concept that every piece of plastic that's ever been made and used still exists somewhere on planet Earth. There's so much material already out there. There's really no excuse to be taking more virgin plastic from the ground. So one project that I've been working on um, in the Intercept re uh, region is uh, working with Adidas um, on creating these shoes that are actually made from ocean plastic that's come washed up on beaches in the Maldives. Who would like to have a look at this? So an amazing way that we can actually um, redesign some of these materials um, and Adidas, a big brand, has actually managed to put a million pairs of its shoes on the shelf last year made out of ocean plastic and five million pairs this year. So we're going to start to see some real change. But still that doesn't quite solve the problem because we can't just keep on making these new products that one day will still end up in landfill as well. And ultimately, to really solve it, we come to R, which stands for redesign. We need to redesign our products and redesign our systems so we can live in a way truly without any of this single-use plastic. And for that, I'm working on a new project with Sky. Sky Ocean Ventures has actually put aside an innovation fund to support new projects and new ideas to invest in some of these materials so that they can scale and become mainstream. So for me, it's clear that it's time to innovate. We got ourselves into this situation and I so believe that we can invent our way out of it. One of the things that I love about being at sea is that you're constantly reacting to the changes in the environment around you. As the wind changes direction or the waves pick up, you have to adjust your sails, shift your course, and often your life depends on that response. And it makes me realise that 
we invented all these chemicals, these plastics, for a really good reason. We didn't ever set out to destroy our ocean. It's billions of micro-actions that have got us to where we are today. But now we know. We know the impact it's having. And we also know the ways that we can create a change. So it's time that we adjust our sails and shift our course so that we can change this issue in the ocean in the right direction, as if our lives depend on it. Thank you.